Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are gonna break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we are going to start with some mental health news, our sweet and sours. Then we're going to go into our main topic for today, which is navigating new experiences. And then we're going to finish with some deep cuts and hard truths. So, Johnny, what do you got today for mental health news? Hello, everybody. Um, (laughs) So, uh, my news today, this is a bit old news. It says this is from August 9th, but we haven't been on in a while, so... um, this is a report study um, from Rutgers University. It says students who are non-binary, non-binary, female, or in their second year of college are most affected by academic stress. Um, questions, comments, concerns. Can you say it one more time? <clears throat> yeah, I'm confused. Okay, students who are non-binary, <laughs> female. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or in their second year of college are more affected by academic stress. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, okay I, l- I love it. Let's go with it. Kaylee, can okay. you please define what those terms meant? Yes. So my understanding is that Johnny is reading something that talks about how someone's um, gender expression or assigned sex um, or academic year in college impacts their academic stress, which makes a lot of sense to me. I would also assume that it's not just non-binary folks, but it would also be anyone who has a marginalized identity is more affected by stress in college. I don't want to make that assumption for experiences or identities that I don't hold or that I don't have, but, um, I and it's think- probably fair. So we're saying that if you're struggling <laughs> mm-hmm. with your sexual identity or gender identity, that's not what we're saying. No, I don't think so. I think that what that, like what that statistic says is that folks that are female, folks that are non-binary or folks that are in their second year of college experience the most academic stress. But I was going to take it a step further and say, also, if you are in general, a queer person, if you are a person of color, if you are someone who experiences low uh, or her ha- who is or has low socioeconomic status, um, you'd be more stressed or more affected by the stress of college because there's more um, to think about, more to navigate. There's racial battle fatigue, there's homophobia, there's gotcha. um, like all of these different risk factors. That so if you're not fitting in, college, in to the binary system, you're going to experience more stress. And it also could depend on the type of institution and where you are. Like, there's a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm interested about the second year of college thing, because usually it's the third year of college where folks are experiencing the most academic stress. Um, So. But uh, does uh, it say why? Yeah. So in this, what did you call it? It's like an article. looks like this is like. um, uh, (laughs) um, I'm not sure. 
What are those things? I'm giggling at you because, or Nick and I are giggling because we can't see it. So Johnny's just sure. Yeah, you're gonna just <laughs> talking out loud. We're figuring out live. You're gonna have to trust me. To, trust me to drive. Um, oh boy. What's like the thing you look up in college that like uh, the um, the uh, like for your papers that you sort? Uh, fucking sources, citations. Yeah, but like what the like the. Um, <laughs> I love this more than anything. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I'm curious what you meant. What do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. we can come back to it. Well, no, um, now we're figuring out no, what type of article we're dealing with because our listeners are calling, are thinking like, dude, what are they sorting or citing TikToks? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. This is um, oh, a journal. That's an academic. Yeah, a journal. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is from a journal um, from people at Rutgers University. So for the second year students uh, from this uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it says, research, the researchers believe the second-year students as a group might be more affected by academic stress because they start taking more advanced courses, manage heavier ah. academic workloads, and explore different majors. Other factors could include increased studying uh, and having le- w- uh, less well-established social support networks and coping mechanisms yeah. compared with upper-class students. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's, that's what I did my whole master's degree on Johnny. Yeah, and then uh, just for how they quantified this, uh, they surveyed uh, 843 college students between ages 18 to 30 um, using questions from the, this is going to be hard to read, from the Short Warwick Edinburgh Mental Wellbeing Scale. Mm. What are the demographics? Um, this measures, hold on, the, uh, which measures mental well-being and positive mental health um yes the demographics hmm good question i think huh doesn't seem to say but i'm guessing that from this they it just says college students between ages 18 to 30 so maybe they had people um fill out that kind of information yeah i'd be interested to know the other sorts of demographics, like did they only survey non-binary folks and female identifying folks? Did they only survey second year students? Did they survey all year students? Did they do community colleges, four-year institutions, public, private? Um, it looks like they they did, I think it's like, uh, I don't know about like the private public, but like uh-huh. this, this says like first year students scored the best on perception of academic stress scale. Including oh, stress only from mm-hmm. COVID nineteen, so I think it oh. was a wide array. Cool, that sounds interesting. I'd love to read it. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I like that they took into account the COVID stressors too. Yeah, yeah. So that's sick. That's your mental health news, everyone. Great job. Thank you. We're gonna <laughs> Thanks, we'll, we're gonna get way better at that. I'm sure as we do it more. <laughs> I think it was better than the last time, but yes, <laughs> only on, onward and upward. Yeah, there we go. So are we ready for our sweet and sours? Kaylee, do you want to go first? Sure, I can start. I did really like that, Johnny. I'm excited to hear more about that article and read it, even though it sounds horrible, reading yeah. an article in my spare time. It was very, very um, informative. <laughs> but for my sweet and sours, I, mostly it has to do with travel, which is really exciting. So um, one of my good friends here in the Springs is turning 29 in the, in the second week of September, and for her 29th birthday, she wants to go to Vegas. Damn. 
So me and a few of my other friends are going to go to Vegas. It's going to be a Sunday through a Tuesday, which oh, I think is good. That because is good. It's going to be cheaper and it's going to be like a lot more low key because all I really want to do is like gamble, sit by the pool. Hell yeah. Walk, walk the shops. Yeah. You don't need you the know? Friday night, Saturday no. night vibes. Walk, no, walk, I don't. Walk the strip with one of those big ass slushies. With um, you mean a fat it? Tuesday? Yes, <laughs> I will have many of those on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I she was able to find like really cheap flights and really cheap hotels, so it's going to be a fun little Sunday to Tuesday trip. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then after the baby shower this summer, my family in San Diego, they were so sweet about me being there, but also everyone was like, "We want you to come more, or like come visit us more often." And so my sweet sweet Nana bought me a ticket home uh, in October. So I'll be coming home the middle of October before Halloween. Um, uh, not over Halloween weekend? Not over Halloween That would have been weekend. sick. I know. It's just because it's how it works in my, um, like my academic schedule because the students here operate on blocks. So mm. I'll be taking time off when students are not in their block leave classes. So it's like a four-day block break time That makes period. sense, though. Yeah, so it's the and it's also right when Johnny gets back from Japan, so that'll be oh perfect. Yeah, it'll be great if I mean Johnny, you have to just make it back from Japan, okay? Yeah, it'll be. It'll don't be miss good. your flight. Don't get. Yeah, COVID. I'm gonna have complete control over all those aspects. <laughs> That's Damn. good to know. Thank you. I kind of want to send um, it to Japan, <laughs> but I'm really jealous. I wish I was going with you to Japan, but yeah. um. My sour is that I definitely have had the August blues. So August is notoriously the most difficult month for, I think, anyone in education. Um, but I don't love that August. It is horrible. <laughs> so, like, I have been – I've worked every weekend in August and have worked, like, 10, 12-hour days almost every day in August. And it has just completely burnt me out. It's terrible. I am so, so tired, and I just can't wait for this – semester to start and for the summer to be over but we finally welcomed in all of our new students and all of our returning students this weekend so um i worked i worked yesterday from like a normal eight to four which was horrible um but oh yeah saturday Saturday. thank you (laughs) yeah it was not fun um so yeah i am really really ready for august to be over and i'm ready for it to i'm ready for the leaves to start to change i'm ready for the fall to come Yes, you get the seasons. We don't really get that over here. But. I know. It's like, I am ready. I am, I've started to see some leaves start to turn already, which is crazy. So cool. I'm, I hope it's a cold, cold, cold winter because it might be my last one here. So That's true. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Fuck. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow, good job. Um, okay, I, is that it for your sweet and sours? Yeah. Those you go are ahead really and... good. I like that. Thanks. Um, okay, so my sweet, uh, I'm practicing enjoying the moment more. Mm. So, like, cool. try try not to stress about, like, future problems because I've learned, like, us humans have evolved to just, like, try to pre- predict danger. But now, like, we're so safe, we end up predicting, like, ex- like issues that probably won't happen. But that's just the way our brain works. So, really mm. trying to, like, bring consciousness to that. Cool. Um and then my sour is my new job. So mm. I just had my first day and school's been in session for like uh, almost two weeks now. But mm. HR was like, the paperwork was going through slow, like n- no worries. Um, but because I was such a late hire, I had to like do stuff really quickly, but then I got COVID. 
So I couldn't do certain mm. things. So like my kids were just sitting in there with a sub. But my real sour was the way HR treated me when I went in there to sign papers. Mm. Um, my principal told me like one morning to go in and sign papers. And when I got there, the district office, the HR people were so mad at me. Like they started accusing me that I was accusing them of not doing their job. Like I had to ask to step away and go to the bathroom so I could like gather myself because I was about to lose it. So what? Yeah. Basically, long story short, they said, we will call you when we're like, we have your paperwork ready. We are very good at our job. Like that was the last thing they said. And I was like, okay. And I left Poway district and went to San Marcos and subbed. I was like, this is so weird. So if my principal wasn't so amazing and so nice, uh, I probably wouldn't have gone back. Wow. Because I'm currently, because of my paperwork with the state and the education department, I'm not technically getting paid as a teacher. I'm getting paid as a sub. Mm-hmm. So it, I, w- I wouldn't be losing any money subbing in a different district or subbing in that district. Sure. And the commute is fucking farther. So, yeah. But anyways, my first day was great. So that HR interaction is fucked. You like your students? Yeah, they're so cute and little because they're sixth graders. So. Um, do they like you? Yeah, they do. They asked um. me if I was qualified to teach science. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for those what of you, did you tell them? I told them yes, and I threw out some big science terms at them to like make them go big-eyed. But for those of you who don't know, Poway is a very affluent um, community. So yeah. um, I went from having like a sea of brown hair to a sea of blonde hair. Um, oh, and wow. the only dark hair image. is... Yeah, it's statistically Asian. Um, and we know that their culture is super like hardcore academics. So that was one of the students who asked me if I was qualified. So kind of fun. Um, but I have to know my shit because these kids care. Like at my old schools, they, half of them did not care at all. So Mm. it's a little different, but yeah, that's it. Those are my sweet and sours. Mm. Johnny. Um, I don't have a sour prepared. Maybe I'll think of one. Doesn't do in this week. I just say you don't have a sour, but um, my sweet is that I am starting uh, school on Monday. Mm. I have said I'm going back to school on this podcast, and it's finally happening. Heck going, yeah. going back to college, going to uh, finish it this time. Fingers crossed. Knock on yes. wood. Um, salt behind the shoulder. Seize to get degrees. Yep. Um, so I'm really excited. It's going to be. A, I'm taking a full load. I'm taking 15 units. Um, and then I'm also have a job on campus that I'm also oh. starting on Monday. Wow. Um, so I'm fully engrossing myself in student life, um, which I did not do previously. No, that's your to, worst nightmare. Going to college. <laughs> so I'm excited though for you. It's going to be so exciting to see you soaring on campus. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, new. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm going to be the oldest person there, <laughs> um, but it'll be good. It'll be great. Uh, so I'm excited. Um, it will be great. Yeah. And then a sour, um, I'm not looking forward to like having to wake up early every day. That's fair. Wow. So that's a tough, yeah. That's a tough sour though. My life's hard. Be sad for me. <laughs> um, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. I have started to prefer to wake up earlier i like like when, once you get past the tired part it kind of feels a little nicer than staying up to like midnight or one 
And when I when I worked at the at a uh, the restaurant that we used to work at, yeah, um, I felt that too. Whenever, whenever I had morning shifts, it sucked getting up that early. But then I was like, "Oh, I'm up. It's you mm-hmm. know, the day is mine." So yeah, and then you get to chill like in the later afternoon. Yeah, so maybe that'll come. Maybe that'll come. Thank yeah. You. Well, nice. And that kind of does lead into our main topic for the day, which was navigating new experiences. So mm-hmm. I know Kaylee had this idea, so I'm gonna hand the floor mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, thanks. Um, I And I was thinking about this as I was on my walk with Millie earlier today. And um, Johnny and I were talking on the phone. And I was like, oh, I'm so nervous for you to start your day tomorrow. Like, you're going to start, uh, like, new classes and a new schedule and work and all these things. And Johnny's like, it's going to be great. Like, I'm not worried at all. And I said, oh, interesting. That's so weird that I'm more worried about your new schedule than you are worried about your new schedule. And then it got me thinking just about like transitions and how historically difficult transitions are for me and how they have not been historically that difficult for Johnny. And then no. I wondered if it had to do with trauma. Like I, I, it like got me reflecting a little bit on my own experiences. And well, out of our sample why, size of three, yeah, <laughs> I also have a hard time with transitioning yeah. and I come yep. from trauma as well. So I don't right. might be onto something. <laughs> I know. Well, and I wondered, like, I, we can start with Johnny, and then maybe Nick, you and I can talk about it a little bit more. But, um, like, do you have any sort of scaries, Johnny, or does it come up for you at all as feeling like anxious or nervous, or is it just like excitement, nervous? I think it's. I de- there's definitely like nerves and like a little mm-hmm. bit of anxiousness, but I think yeah. it's where where it comes from for me is just like the. Um, like meeting a bunch of new people in such a short amount of time. Like I'm going to have five new classes where I'm going to have to like meet a bunch of new, you know, classmates and interact with people um, that I haven't, uh-huh. haven't met before. Also people, your worst nightmare. Period. I have yeah. self- <laughs> What'd you say? Also your worst nightmare. Yeah. I have self-diagnosed social anxiety. So, <laughs> sure. um, I just don't like anybody. So, yeah but um for like but for me like that like passes very very quickly once i like um like do meet those new people um Mm. do you ever do you realize that they also kind of aren't that fond of you like they're not like (laughs) because like that what makes me feel better like no one wants to really like meet me either we're just being forced to do this interaction i never thought of it that way i do like to think that i'm a pleasant person to be around but um Maybe that'll help. Yeah, thinking about. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm nice to be around, but I also like. Why would people? Why are people going out of the way to be me? They're not. We all have to be here. That's so funny. No pressure. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just be really unapproachable and. Um, Keep your headphones in. Fucking put your hood yeah. on. Put your hood on with a your hat on and a mask headphones. on. You'll be chilling. Yeah. With like yeah. a raccoon eye. Uh huh. That's all you can see. No, make friends. Be a part of the community. Immerse yourself. Ah, yes. No. Yeah. Be social. No, I will. I will. That's my goal. Join a frat. What are my goals? No. And my, it, talk about goal. academic statistics. Like, it is proven that the more involved you are on campus, the better you do in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did plenty fine on my own, but <laughs> I'm that 1%. You did, Nick. I was going to say, you're the, you're the irregular. But I don't know. I started really, really involved. So yeah. it could have, yeah. I just kept yeah. that same idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? 
But I mean, I feel like when we like when we moved in together, you did mm. really bad, and I like when you you yeah, know what I mean. Like we've I've, you you gone through a lot of transitions. And it's been like yeah, it's cool. I think <laughs> yeah, I think like I think like it all. I think it really depends on like the type of transition, I guess. Mm. Because like yeah, when we moved in together, it was it was like really new and exciting, and I was like looking forward to it, um, and then when we split up and then I moved out that was a transition for me and then going to therapy I realized mm. like because that was like such a big transition that was what was causing me like stress and anxiety mm. um, yeah so I would like to maybe maybe inter- like interject whenever you're done okay uh, the last thing thought before you keep going. I think last thing, and maybe this is what, this just clicked in my brain. I think it's, like, for me, like, very sudden transitions, uh, like, maybe cause mm. me stress and anxiety. But if I have time mm. to time to mentally prepare, plan, think about it, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. Nice. I had a comment about what you were saying, which is why I wanted to interject so quickly. Mm. Um, it could also be, because what I'm figuring out and what, what my counselors told me, that if we develop, like, a psychic safe space then mm. the outer can't enter that space. So then your anxiety should therefore decrease with transition because it, mm. your safe space doesn't go through the transition. Mm. So maybe when something entered your psychic safe space, because you've maybe had one from childhood, obviously we fucking don't, but <laughs> but when something <laughs> entered yours, like the trauma of a breakup, then you notice that, oh, wow, this is a hard transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we were going to say the exact same thing, Nick, because I, as you were processing that, Johnny, I was also thinking like, what makes me hate transition is because most transitions take away my sense of safety. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like, I don't have the, um, the outside of my like traumatic background schema to be able to say like, this one transition doesn't involve my safety. This one transition does involve my safety. It's just any sort of fucking gotcha. new thing. It's like, well, my whole world could be pulled out from under me. And it's like, that's not true, but that's mm-hmm. how I feel because right. that's how I've experienced most transitions. So, mm-hmm. And it probably doesn't help when we feel the lack of control. Mm-hmm. Like even my transition from, like I just I got offered mm-hmm. a job like that's huge it's such an awesome yeah. thing but because there's so much out of my control it's so stressful right. and ex- totally. like my anxiety came back from after that HR incident and it's just like yeah. dude what the fuck <laughs> no totally and I think like that's um, something I've been talking with my therapist about and for my <laughs> I want to say for my Colorado or I probably shouldn't say that for my students that are listening because I know they're listening. Do not panic, okay? But I am planning on transitioning out of this position and into a new role in the next year or so. If you have questions, we can talk about it. But um, I was talking to my therapist a lot about that, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to move home, and I think I'm ready to take this new job, or like a new job. I don't have a new job set up yet. But um, And then I kept telling her, I was like, but I'm not feeling very brave. Like, I'm not feeling like I can do that just yet. Like, I think I need more time. To prepare and she she was like what makes you think that a transition has anything to do with bravery and i was like oh what do you what just what could that yeah why like, wouldn't it 
Yeah. Uh, that's what I perceived. I was like, well, I have to be brave. And she was like, what? Why? And I was like, because that's the scariest thing that could ever happen. Wow. And she was like, it's really not. And I said, oh, that's cool. Tell me more. So then we like, we like dove into that. And it was really cool because we, she helped me unpack the sort of idea of why I have so much anxiety around um, transitioning or leaving my space. And it's like, I love my space. I've spent so many years building my space. And like my uh, job transition does also mean a home transition. But even, even deeper than that, she was like, let's spend some time thinking about like how you want to spend your day to day and how you want to feel at the end of the day. And if you're making a conscious decision to like transition to a new job that makes you feel good at the end of every day, it won't feel as scary and it won't feel like you have to, it has to take so much bravery. And like, so we're going to do a lot of like, and what do you really want sort of work? And even that, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I want to get paid and I want to have a roof over my head. It's very difficult. That was what I had to start thinking about when I was not happy with the fire. It was like, okay, let's like not think about the job for a second. How do I want to live my life? Right. Exactly. And I remember us talking about that. You were like, I want to have summers with my wife. I want to have like time where I'm not gone for days and days and days and it's I'm great. seeing something yeah mm-hmm. i just did the math um and i only spend like eight percent of my life at work because i'm a, wow. i have a 50 percent contract so she only yeah. my wife only spends 16 percent like that's, that's that's crazy really crazy yeah what like, kind of formula uh, do you use for that a lot of <laughs> a lot of addition and dividing <laughs> multiplying and dividing yeah. Just checking. I can whip it out. Right. Sure. Yeah. I'm actually like crazy smart. You guys want to know about the play tectonic theory? I know that you're crazy smart. That no, doesn't surprise me. That's cool. I don't need your ego boosted at this moment, but maybe later. <laughs> uh, um, that was a good interjection. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully one day I'll be able to look as a, at a transition as something that doesn't require me to be brave because... Right now, it's like, well, I don't, I can't do it. It's too scary. And uh, I always I have to re- repeat to myself, like, your your greatness awaits outside of your comfort zone, which mm. includes mm-hmm. transitions. But I fucking, I just love yeah. routine. So the transition is taking me away from my routine. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the way I handle it is the fastest way I can make a new routine. So every time I change, every time I've changed careers, I've reorganized my closet. So my routine starts off oh. different in the day. And I love regaining control. That's yeah, yeah, it's really fun. But I'm also yeah. like, yes, the lack of control. Uh-huh. But part of my counseling work currently is understanding that we really have like no control. Like there's not much we do control besides like, you know, our jobs and our mm-hmm. life, like what we see. But the other stuff, dude, it's yeah, not much. No, and I feel like as we get older there's just more and more responsibilities and things that come with transitions like it's different I don't know now I this is this probably doesn't sound as like as a a big deal wait this doesn't sound like as big of a deal that's what I was trying to say um probably to you Nick but I'm thinking about like well now I have a dog and I I like I live alone and I financially support myself and I'm, I'm not ready to live off campus yet. And I'm going to have to live on campus, which is going to mean downsizing. And like, how do I find a position that's both good for me and my yeah. animal? I and would double like, down on that. I feel like I have a wife to yeah. take care of. Even though she's the, like the, the moneymaker right now, I still yeah. feel like it's my 
responsibility to take care of her and make mm. sure everything's good and plan. And then I also have two little fur babies. So no, I think. Right. Exactly. I'm if I'm, cause we were thinking about maybe spending some time in Europe on our breaks, uh-huh. but I'm also trying to think of like our future. So where am I yeah. trying to continue to invest right. in our future? So it's very stressful. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I'm worried that like, as we get older, is this just going to keep being things that we, we end up doing and, um, or like that, that brings anxiety and brings stress. And, uh, something my therapist said to me too on Friday, she was like, well, think about what 80 year old Kaylee would want. And I bursted out laughing. And I was like, you think I'm going to live to 80? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. She obviously and hasn't then, seen the ACE research. Like I would definitely will not live till 80, no, but then we started talking, but yeah, I was going to say I, but then we started talking and then she was sharing about, and I think I've shared this with you both before, um, that traditionally children who experience trauma don't predict, you know, don't see themselves growing old. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the age where they're like growing old, everything is like these new experiences and new transitions and new things because they've never been able to mentally prepare to be old. Yeah, so, I could see that. I Yeah. While I was going down this rabbit hole of anxiety with my new job, mm-hmm. I started analyzing all the decisions I've yeah. ever made. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I started thinking like maybe like whatever you want to call it, higher self, God, unconscious, uh-huh. whatever your fancy. Um, what if that aspect of myself predicted what I would look like in the future? And like, I'm going to do everything different than my parents and I'm going to make it. And as soon as I've got the job, the house, the wife, everything's going to be perfect. So -hmm. now every time I get the job, I'm like, um, nothing's changing. And then I start to spiral because the fire, as soon as I I left training and stopped working for like private ambulances and the real deal job, I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm out. And then now I'm starting another job. My anxiety spikes and I'm like, dude, fuck. Like, I cannot tell you how much I relate to that. I talk about that almost every week with my therapist. Like, this is as far as I've ever planned. Yeah. Like, I planned to get a degree. I planned to live alone. And I I planned to own a dog. And, like, now I've done all of it. I don't have any more fucking plans. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. I thought this was it. I thought I... Everything was supposed to be magical now. And it's... Yeah. Nothing really changed. Except I'm kind of more tired. Yeah. Like, I just... uh, my counselor, though, says, I'm like, waiting to live it's the dream. Fine. Like, what's up? Yeah. My counselor is just like, um, it's Ooh. fine. It's This is normal. What's, like, why are you tripping out about this thing? Are you getting broken into right now? Yeah, it sounds like mm. Oh, my gosh. It's just like a scary okay. movie. There's just a bunch of students here now. You can see the door, so if anyone breaks in. Uh, <laughs> I'll just see the crack open. We'll get them. <laughs> oh, man. Just, just call 911 for navigating new experiences okay so how do we do it <laughs> trying to bring us back that's where we lean on johnny because uh, our two little trauma brains yeah we can, do it but do we do it well no i can show you the big venn diagram i've made of how i navigate it but it's a lot that's of crisscrossing cool. concepts interesting but johnny's probably is way more simple and i've done zero work on that <laughs> <laughs> i'm still just trying to talk to my inner child there you so. go it's tough that little motherfucker can be like a What's that game? The whack-a-mole game. Uh-huh. Literally. Yeah. God. Um, do you guys want tips? Is that what you guys want? Well, what do you do? Yeah, what do you <laughs> do? Fuck off, Johnny. <laughs> Fuck off. Do you want tips? Not from you. I know we're asking you, like, you know, God. hey, how do you take a breath? 
for you. It's not that significant. But for us, I've changed careers how many times now? Because I, of I lost count, actually. Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, I've almost given up on I marriage, have the Maslow so. hierarchy of needs taped to my fucking door because I have had panic attacks every time I get up out of my chair. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> just to remind That's yourself the best thing yeah. ever yeah, it's like a little checklist check check, oh, check. Oh, alright I'm good beautiful. why am I freaking out wow yeah, your amygdala knows no reason it no I, I, I wasn't joking when I have a diagram of how I handle it no I, I know you're not joking it's, That's a really good amazing. way to ground yourself Thank it you. is cool that you use those tools yeah. I wish that I used tools like that mm-hmm. thank you I feel like though it's a little bit more of like a compulsive obsessive thing I sure. have to do but well what can you do? You, we can keep spiraling. I love it. Let's just keep going. <laughs> this is how it, this is natural. This is how it really goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm inside all of our brains. I feel like I'm kind of really unhelpful at this stage because I, I kind of just, um, just do it. I don't know. Yeah. So that was a uh, shocking answer. Um, <laughs> I don't, I prompt you more. Um, Revolutionary. Before the interview, what were you feeling? What interview? Uh, for the interview for the job, that is okay. one of your new experiences. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I should have been more specific. <laughs> for the listeners, Nick just gave me a disgusted eye roll after at, while answering that question. Um, like I, I felt like uh, I felt like a bit of nerves, but they were like excited nerves. Like, oh, I get to like have this like new experience, and I'm gonna have the potential to have like the privilege of having like a a job on campus. That is a lot of positive stuff. Did you do anything with those emotions? Like, did you take any actions? Take any actions. Um, <laughs> uh, getting the question back to me. It helps me. It helps me process what you're saying. No, please. Oh um, and it also stalls for time. Yeah. Um, I love it. N- no, no, not really. If this is how your interview went, no, it went better than this. Because um, okay. I'm sure if I if someone were to ask me or if I were to ask Kaylee, what did you do mm-hmm. before your interview with Poway? I would have said, well, I compulsively or I yeah. very anxiously studied. I couldn't really. It was hard for me to sleep because I kept thinking of possible questions and how I would answer those questions. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had nightmares and thought about what it would be like if I had failed and how I would be a disappointment to myself and everyone yeah. I knew. Pretty much shame on my family name. Absolutely. Um, so I have no self worth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything that I have done is worthless, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, never. Got no to one that. will hate me more than I hate myself. Never got yeah. to that point. Uh, if I could say for me, um, you don't. You don't wake up in sweats before. No, okay. no. Okay. That's maybe, maybe I like. Maybe I downplayed it, or I don't know. I was. <laughs> that is a. That is a, in its own a trauma response. So that's mm. what we're trying to get to. Did sure. you take any action before your interview? Or I was also like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to like, maybe this is like the wrong way to think about it, but like reading the job description, like before I did that before the interview, like. Oh, that counts mm-hmm. as prep. That's sure. Good. Yeah. They <laughs> might ask cool. you, what do you expect to do in this capacity? And you'll be like. Uh. Yeah. Like luckily <laughs> filling out the application, they, they asked, they asked me like five questions and like three of them, they just at, re- repeated during the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the job entails like customer service, event planning, like all things that I'm weirdly very familiar with um that sounds like you have some self-confidence and my which we lack yeah and my previous job experience like that's all i've done is those two things and so any questions relating to that i didn't really prep for i just like 
I knew I could any of those any questions relating to that I could. That's uh, amazing because there is. Yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna say the word syndrome. I'm not sure if it is a syndrome, but it mm. happens when you leave training and you start a new job. Sometimes you can actually just forget your training and not think that you're qualified for the job. Like you kind of, you lose. Imposter, Imposter phenomenon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, phenomenon. It's it's supposed to be a phenomenon now and not a syndrome because oh. a syndrome is more nice. permanent and a phenomenon can fade. Oh, nice. good. Okay. So it like sounds that. like you didn't experience that, which I am still experiencing. No, I don't think, I think, I think I will, ex- well, I don't know if that's helpful, but I think I will experience that as I want to like, what I'm going to school for want to get jobs in that field because I had less experience in that. Um, but mm, I, I did have a kind of, I did have a kind of confidence about this job where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can. But yeah, I can. no, that's cool. You still, you were able to have the self-confidence from your mm-hmm. old job, which we sometimes lose that confidence, even though we've done right. the job already, mm-hmm. we right. feel like we can't. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, if you wouldn't, if you, if for any reason you didn't get that job, like what would have happened? Would you have had any sort of like, I I mean, I don't know. Like would that, yeah. that wouldn't have impacted your safety necessarily. It wouldn't have impacted your ability to like, you know, move forward. What would you have done if you got yeah. the call or an email saying you didn't get mm-hmm. the job? What was the next mm-hmm. plan? That's a good question. Um, I definitely don't think it would have like, I would have been disappointed, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have like destroyed me. That's so cool. Uh, um, <laughs> how fast would you have applied to another job? Probably pretty quickly. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Maybe I, I. Hi, Millie. I. I think I have this this thought on work that I've talked to. I think both of you about like I, and I know Nick is like. Yeah, we definitely talked about this. Yeah, I'm Nick. just getting to this point. Like I. I. I don't. My my goal in life is not to um, live my life to work. Like mm. a a job is just a means to an end for me. Um, I don't get my I don't get myself. I don't get at this point in my life. I should say I don't get my value from from my work. Our uh, self worth is directly correlated to what we can provide for someone else. Yeah, and and um, wow. mine is Sucks. mine is not. Um, That's dope. So what goes through your mind? Um, so I want to back up a little bit. So you get, you were kind of imagining, so you're going to have to imagine with me, but like mm-hmm. get the phone call that you didn't get the job. So I can speak personally. I would have been, I, I mean, I've been devastated. I would start to panic and spiral. And luckily I have, a like a job list also up on my wall mm-hmm. of like my plan because I have to keep referring to it when mm-hmm. I start to spiral. So mm-hmm. what would you have done? Like, what would have been your next move? Would you have had to even tell yourself anything, give yourself a pep talk at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably would have been like, uh, mm-hmm. I probably would have, I like, had to say to myself, like, I was more than qualified for this job. And mm-hmm. maybe it was like something of like, not a right fit for them. Like, it's amazing. Wow, that is cool. Maybe there's somebody like else that was more needing of the job I, you know it's different for wow i've never thought about any of those things never that's <laughs> so cool that i mean also i kind of like want to write confidence. those down <laughs> and i and i only say that like the last part because it is like a it's a it's an on-campus job where you know if they to gave a white if, man if they if they gave it to <laughs> i'm white yeah i know i'm gave, just giving johnny <laughs> if they give it if they give it to like an 18 year old who like you know like 
really needed it to like live. I'm like, yeah, okay. I get that. <laughs> so crazy. That makes sense. Um but not but no, I would've I would have just like Yeah, like moved on to the next thing, I guess. Like, okay. I might have to chalk that one up to yeah, you, Kaylee made a joke about your privilege. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. because you like you just said, you don't need the job to survive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I don't get a job, it's definitely gonna be harder to survive. Absolutely. So there's a little bit more at stake, but it still directly goes to my self worth. It's yeah. like all the logic mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that for like the privilege part, absolutely like spot on. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. as far as my safety, like I know it's not dependent on that job, but as far as yeah. like I'm like a a shitty person and like have no value. If I if I didn't get that job, it would not have impacted that. That's dope. And I, it's like the difference. Like I keep thinking back to Nick's Maslow's hierarchy of needs poster because mm-hmm. like getting a job or not getting a job doesn't impact anything on your baseline hierarchy of needs. It no. might impact your, you know, second or third tier, but mm-hmm. it doesn't impact like food, water, housing, safety, sex, security, any yeah. of that. Because mm-hmm. I think the second one is about it talks about your self worth and emotional and security, emotional yeah. security. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Like Johnny had hinted at, yeah. I told him that I had, so I have these sit down meetings with little Nick every once in a while. And usually after something happens. So I had this like little epiphany because I started to have anxiety when I got the job. Mm-hmm. It's kind of counterintuitive though. Cause my epiphany was my job is not my life. Yeah. It's just how I pay like for my life. So Johnny and I, I got to tell him that I made that progress, which is cool. Cool. That's very cool. It's hard. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny, thanks as always for being our token secure friend. <laughs> yeah. Super valuable because happy to Seriously, help. Seriously. Yeah. I have never uh, thought of those things when I've been denied for a job. And I've been denied for a lot of jobs. <laughs> and I think it, cool. I think it's so silly because sometimes it's like bad to compare, but like you two are just like, you know, you guys could do anything. Like, I don't know. I, uh, the logic side of my brain appreciates that and mm-hmm. agrees. Like, I yeah. think we can. I think we all can, but we just fucking, for some reason. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thank you I believe it. Guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Johnny. Oh, I love these humans. I love you all so much. <laughs> <laughs> we really break things down and then build each other back yeah, up. <laughs> like, yeah, That's nice. <laughs> um, do we want to talk any more about this? Do you have anything else you want to add, Kaylee? Any more cues for me? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, I feel I feel it. good about it. I think the my intent behind bringing this up was to really compare or think about like the differences between transitions if you have experienced trauma or or like I guess I shouldn't say that Johnny, of course, you've experienced some trauma, but like don't have a little trauma brain or don't have PTSD or yeah. someone who hasn't had a higher level of experiences related to trauma, and I like it just it. All, like I said, it came up for me when thinking about your transitions. And then also in my work, all my students are starting a new semester. They're coming back to school. They've all, you know, they're all starting new things as well, starting new jobs or mm-hmm. not. And so um, I think a lot about them and their transitions. So, yeah, it just was my food for thought for today. Yeah, I like I, it. To put it, to put what well, my, con- it concisely, trauma does not inform my transitions. Like I don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. That is sick. Mine, mm-hmm. my captain of my ship's fucking 
emotionally just beaten. The, 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 sail, the sails are burning, the masts are coming yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, Fire yeah. everything! We're taking on water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um... Fuck, that's hilarious. I did I want have open to... wounds everywhere. I oh my god, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I did want to say one more thing. Um, Johnny also helps when I moved in and lived with him to like develop my hermit side, which is really mm. important for everybody. To, for like... better or worse. <laughs> no, it's I know, I love it, but my wife would sometimes like me to leave the house. But because she was just I wanted to bring up what she's been asking. She's like, why don't you like why do you hate leaving the house and going new places? And I have to tell her it's not about hate. I love my my place like what yeah, i've created yeah. i love it so much why would i yeah, leave? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. so thank and you I think, Johnny. Yeah. and i think nick you've helped me come out of my show and and leave the house and like to leave the house <laughs> yeah so oh my gosh we were such bad influences on each other <laughs> <laughs> that was a great topic good job kaylee yeah. Yay! Thanks, everyone. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, bringing us to our deep cut and hard truth, it kind of ties into all this. Uh, mm-hmm. Our only job is to be human. Mm-hmm. So, Love that. what does that mean? So, when you're mm-hmm. walking your dog, Kaylee, or you know, Buster doesn't really walk anymore. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For our uh, listeners, Buster is Johnny's very old family dog. How old yeah. is he now? Seventeen. Seventeen. Jesus yeah. Christ! He just got oh. a bath. He might be the oldest dog in the world. Yeah. That's crazy. So an example is like when you're walking your dog, that's Uh your job. Enjoy it. You don't have to think about your actual job or anything. Or when you're working on a project at your job, like that's your role. Be human. Mm -hmm. Live in the moment. Um, It's something I'm really working on. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that so much, Nick. And it reminds me of what I tell my students. So like in my role, I shouldn't. It's so funny that you say be human, and then I, of course, like begin talking about my work. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, tell, <laughs> I tell my students um, like that they are humans first, and then they are students, and then they are in this role. And so like if at any time they ever needed to be human or practice any part of their own humanity, such as like if they can't work over a weekend because they need to practice religiously, or if they can't um they need a mental health day and can't come to our one-on-one or can't come to any of our meetings or do any of their jobs like i will always excuse them from any sort of work related thing because of their human needs and their student needs and like i always want this job to come last for them and i wish it was something that i embodied for myself so yeah you gotta practice what you preach thank thank you johnny i that it's on my it's like in my syllabus that and i have to also practice that that's how I open up. Like, I'm like, hey, my teaching philosophy is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I uh-huh. believe in teaching, like, to the human state. Not Right. You're not going to care about the water cycle if you didn't sleep all night. Just, <laughs> yes. Like, uh, even if you seriously. do care, you're not going to be able to comprehend anything. So why don't you just yeah. go, like, rest your head for a second? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So similarly, I do, um, during RA training, I do this activity for team building where I, like, invite everyone over to my home. And we I cook them dinner and provide dessert. And we all sit and have tea. And then... We share our like lifeline stories and that is like one of the best team building activities I've ever done. But it also is like one of the most draining and like horrifying activities because it it's like the, the only way that I have seen humanity be brought into the role and like knowing why a certain someone might not be able to manage a really high level or traumatic sort like sort of situation. But yeah. it's like when the lines begin to blur of like, I know you so much as a human, so I know how you might function in this job, but 
it's like I couldn't do this job. I couldn't do my job well if I didn't know my my students as humans. Like that makes sense. It's, it's so, but it's so, it's so um, against like against the grain. I guess I should yes, say. Yes, it is. It like is. in my in higher education, especially like. Well, because that's what we're doing now in like yeah. primary education. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm using what I know of the students to help yeah. them like engage more with the curriculum and to like mm-hmm. connect with them and form a relationship. And then like all that trickles into classroom management. Like yeah. my classroom is super managed because I inherit this white male power over them. Plus all these other um, skills that I get to implement with my like social emotional master's degree and stuff. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all tangled. And I think it's cool that you're doing that in, with your students too. That's sick. Mm-hmm. And it's most of them. It's for the first time anyone's ever asked them. For sure. I bet. How's your life been like? Yeah. Which that's also what, crazy. Yeah. I, that's why I like, I'm leaning towards high school more because I can't yeah. really connect with these sixth graders like that because they don't, mm. That that's some powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I, I only connect with college students because that's the first time I like had a sort of like self-awakening. Like I can't relate to any of the experiences that anyone has had K through 12 because I don't remember most of that. Mm. Like I have my first sort of cognitive real true self memories in college and that's the only experiences that i feel like i can actually relate to right so like i wonder if you're experiencing some of that nick like i know you had a lot of your big awakenings in high school i yeah it could be because i really feel like i can connect with the older kids and offer them more stuff and i feel like you know they might not all care but some of them Mm -hmm. care about my life story and it's yeah kind of powerful because i made so many transitions and Mm -hmm. i get to be really honest with them like hey i come from a house where love was more used as a tool or a weapon so like i have to work on all this stuff so now today we're gonna all work on it so so cool i feel like they care about it more the sixth graders i don't really want to like burden them with the sad trauma stuff yeah. yeah. I don't think they quite care about it yet. Mm-hmm. But um, interesting. That was a great show, everybody. That was good. Yeah, great show. Uh, I love you both. I know. I love you guys, you guys too. Uh, please follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And please DM us for any topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, love, and hate. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to. We'll see you next time. Bye.